0: give you a show like you have never
1: ever seen before why because I can
0: hello everyone welcome to episode 101 of the positively pro wrestling podcast I'm your host Steve Fountas and with me is Eric Sanchez how's it going Eric it's going pretty good Full disclosure: We just recorded for a few minutes, and <laughs> the recording was messed up. So we're doing it again. Luckily, you guys didn't miss much, except me getting frustrated and us talking over each other. So it's all good, right? I guess so. We'll see what happens. Right. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> if this uh, makes
1: it, we, we we know it's a success.
0: Yes, if you're hearing this, it was a success. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us guys on Twitter, please do. We're at PPW Podcast. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your favorite podcast from. Search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you happen to be an iTunes user and want to leave us a review, that'd be awesome and helps people find the show when they're looking for us. So, uh, also, if you want to support the show, whatmaneuver.net, you can pick up a t shirt. But if you really want to support us, just listen and tell a friend about us. That's what I always say. And that's what I said right now. Nice job. <laughs> going smooth <sweet laughs> so far. This week, we're going to talk about the amazing documentary from 1998, Hitman Heart Wrestling with Shadows. And I've got a lot of notes and a lot of stuff to talk about, and we'll get into it in just a second. I uh, want to thank everyone from last week from show 100 that submitted an audio comment or a DM or even a congratu- congratulatory tweet or a like or anything like that. Uh, I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, that show was a lot of fun, too. i like listening to it other wasn't. people's stories. <laughs> oh, man. I was still cracking Like, I really listened to the show and really listened to Nate's story and, and like little listened to Mark Crusoe's story and like mm-hmm. everyone's story was was awesome. So thanks for sending those in guys. It was it was great to listen to. Uh the one thing I wanted to say is we were talking about it before we recorded was uh like Target dot com for orders. Yeah. And this has kind of been a popular thing on Twitter this week of everyone getting their WWE Elite Legends line and like the boxes are just destroyed. And I got lucky a couple <laughs> weeks ago and found the Razor and Bobby on the pegs and you were telling me like, what was that Oscar story you told me? Where like you ordered some and, like, they came all messed up. What well, I, I,
1: I don't really think too much about the um, the WWE figures because I'm out of box, so I don't really care how they come, but I, I probably should have put this out there with other figure collectors that don't order from Target, um, Walmart, Walmart, Walgreens books a million like all those places they don't care how they ship it to you it's almost like they mm-hmm. damage it and then ship it because <laughs> the boxes <laughs> will the actual shipping boxes will come in like perfect but then you open it and someone's like bit into it or ripped it open it's like come <laughs> yeah on. right it, it's garbage and mm. I've had my experience with all these stores before so I just learned to order like three to five uh, of what I want and just return the ones that I don't want like I'll keep the best one mm-hmm. um but when Oscar came out, it was a Funko pop came out maybe a couple years ago and I ordered five cause I'm like, this is target. They're going to mess it up. So I get the five, I open it up or maybe it was a Walmart, whatever it was. So I open it up and it's like, all of them are damaged. I'm like, this is bull crap. So I ordered five more. <laughs> I returned the five. So I bought five more. And then of the five that my second order, there was one that was like near mint. It wasn't perfect. So it had like a little dings and stuff in it. I'm like I'm just going to keep this one. I returned the other four because if I order five more, they might be damaged. It was just it was just too much. So, just yeah. heads up on if you want something mint, try to find it in store or buy it from reputable people. Whether it's for yeah company, like, eBay or friends, and they have pictures of what you're going to get.
0: Yeah, but like there's also even sites too like Megalopolis. Um, they they do like awesome for, for, for shipping yeah. like enter and even Entertainment Earth's pretty good too. I heard from them. Uh, for stuff before so like collectible sites where they know you've got like to be mint and I get like shipping costs but like if that's the case charge a couple more bucks I think people will pay it oh, for yeah. getting their stuff mint in box and uh, I've Barry from the Doing the Favor podcast this week if you guys want to check them out he has Burial of Target this week so it, it was making me chuckle and I made me yeah. laugh and uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to uh, Tara Lynch the good sister on Twitter she found me the Miss Elizabeth figure within like 20 minutes of me putting a tweet up about it. So thank you to her and get her Twitter's private. So I don't want to necessarily blast her and handle <laughs> out, but, uh, the Miss Elizabeth figure I was going to open. I probably still will just so I can have her displayed on my ring with her skirts dropped making all the wrestlers in the ring. You there know, you go. Eyes wide Got open. Got their tongues hanging out. <laughs> uh, I think the Xbox figure I have has his tongue out. That that, that works out perfect. <laughs> okay. So this week's show, we're going to talk about wrestling with shadows and I haven't seen this documentary in years. Like it's been a long time and originally we were talking and I was like, maybe we'll just do a watch along this week. I was like, let's do a watch along of this. And I'm so glad we didn't because I have so many notes on so much stuff I might have missed. And we probably have to pause it just to like explain what we just saw (laughs) and and laugh about it. Yeah, it's not a match. Yeah, It's not even a match either. And like, when was the last time you even saw this? Do you remember? Uh, maybe four or five years ago. I've seen this about four or five times since it came out.
1: So Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to know like exactly like when I was watching this. I don't know if I saw it in 2002 and then 2008, it's just something that I've, I don't know, just kind of saw. And I'm like, I think I saw it on YouTube about last year or whatever. I'm like, Oh, okay. Let me watch this again.
0: For those who don't know, it's the documentary about Bret Hart's last year in the WWF that they happen Mm -hmm. to have a, he happened to have a camera crew on. This isn't a WWF documentary. It's Bret Hart's documentary where The director Paul J approached him and said, hey, We want to do this. And Brett was starting to undergo contract negotiations with the WWF. And one of the things he put in for them was, I want this doc crew to be able to have access. And Vince was like, Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever, pal. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So he gave him full access. And that's how we have so much stuff backstage of planning matches and interviews and even of mm-hmm. Vince. And then there's like Pat Patterson, like, yeah, yeah, you kicked the fucking guy. And the mother, yeah, yeah, the bullshit. Da, 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 da. Like, there's a lot of effort talking. In there. there is with, with Pat I was like Patterson. surprised
1: because I was kind of looking something else up and I heard Pat Patterson, F and this and F and then, M, F and this. I'm like, whoa, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, pal. <laughs> this isn't the guy from, uh, Legend's, from
0: Le- House. Legends House. This is this is who like deal
1: backstage under, under pressure.
0: Yeah. This came out uh, officially December 20th, 1998. I'm pretty sure the first time I saw this was when we knew it was coming out somehow. I don't remember how we knew because there's no real internet, but we knew it was coming out and we got it at Suncoast Video, me and my buddy, and we watched the crap out of it. And before this documentary, there was a little bit question of like what actually happened mm-hmm. at the Montreal job and this, as we'll talk about breaks a town pretty black and white of what happened and what act- and who yeah. was to blame. So ever since this, I do remember getting
1: this. So I, I was at Best Buy or maybe even um, like Coconuts or Warehouse um, mm-hmm. Video or whatever it was at the time. And I also bought a WCW as a Best of NWO, and this was before WCW sold out. You know, So I, I had like an authentic um, NWO, like VHS cassette, and I bought this one yeah. too.
0: Oh, we lose Eric? I lost him. I'm here. Yes, yeah, so Eric was talking. Okay, no, we're fine. Just, we're good. <laughs> it's okay. Like you were talking about those VHS cassettes, and uh, I don't even remember finding those w ones. That must have been like a Best Buy thing, because I was strictly the mall suncoast. I think that was like as far as I was allowed to go on my bike. What well, was, it was that place? That was,
1: it was coconuts, then it was something else, and it was maybe um, Oh, maybe yeah, it's by, by my house. Yeah. Uh, Where
0: you yeah, could like listen so, to yeah. the music right i remember that yes yeah. yes yes they had, they yes, had tapes but, but by, too, by, by, for videos. by the time i got there was they were pretty heavy on cds and mm-hmm. dvds like okay. that's by the time i i got there so i know what you're talking about yeah they used to have laser discs too so i'm like this is this is going back this is the place of the future you walk <laughs> in like oh man you're <laughs> yeah. yelling at people you buy it did you ever, ever have a laser disc player no and, and, and
1: by that time that they were still selling them, I mean, laser disc
0: was like gone. I don't know why they even still carry them. <laughs> you're just like, you come home with a laser disc. You're like, it's your mom and dad. Like, what the hell is this? She's like, movies are big, dad, and they're only gonna get bigger, right? <laughs> yell, yell they at put at me them. in an institution if I, if I talk with like these, that. These big circle discs, mm-hmm. that you have to flip over. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. hey, the quality, I'm sure, was top notch. Um, okay, so let's just get into this uh by the way if you want to watch this it's free on youtube and it's the director paul j put it up there it's his youtube page just type so in wrestling with shadows and it's the first hit that comes up it's the full movie no weird mirrored youtube edits or whatever so so definitely go check it out did
1: you have a, a part in when you were watching where the audio cut out for like five or six seconds yeah yeah okay d- i was like oh man this better be jacked up
0: he says something like i'm about to a-, and i'm like whoa what happened but well, then i came back yeah, so don't worry about that, guys, if it happens. Uh, so this starts off with this old, like, creepy, like, Middle Eastern Indian music, yeah. like, with Bret Hart walking down the halls, and he's just talking about, you know, there's a lot of, lot of not a lot of heroes you could look up to, but the right. Hitman character. Like, yeah. and you could tell right away, Bret's super serious about him, himself, as mm-hmm. a wrestler, as a character. And you get, and that comes across a lot through this documentary. Uh, another thing is, he says one of my favorite quotes, and it's something stupid, but of course I love it. Like, <laughs> Tomorrow's the big showdown in Montreal. So that's what I want on a t-shirt. Tomorrow's the big showdown in Montreal over the Montreal flag or something like that. So Yeah, big old but, uh, maple leaf. Well, I, I was thinking of, of how to make, if you can do this, Eric, if you can make it a parody along with the Montreal Expos logo, that'd be something. Okay. So look at do something fun if you'll you have, have to explain
1: fun. to me what that what that
0: would mean i don't know i would have to Unless figure it out like, this, <laughs> i don't know yet we'll have to figure okay. it out All All right. Right. we'll look into it um so again the documentary starts off almost backwards where we've got like the almost the ending of the documentary and then it flashes back to mm-hmm. one year earlier yeah at the in your house canadian stampede uh I don't know if that was a good or bad call. If they should have just told this chronologically. Because so I think if they told it chronologically to a non-wrestling fan, it would have been a little more maybe tragic than what it was. Because pretty much only wrestling fans watch this. But yeah. if a non-wrestling fan watched it, it would be kind of an interesting, like tragic story to watch. What do you think? Um, I don't know because I'm a wrestling fan. But I,
1: I like That's how true. I like how they did it and kind of explained who Hitman Hart was. I mean, because when this came out, this was still new. This, I mean, we're not in 1998, right? <laughs> so yeah. right now they're explaining where the Hitman is like right now. Mm-hmm. Then, but then they go back a year to kind of explain what they what brought them to now.
0: Yeah,
1: um, And it might have been grew- influenced by Pulp Fiction and all that other stuff that kind of, you know, recorded stuff out of order or told stories yeah. out of order.
0: Yeah, that was kind of the the fad i guess yeah tarantino movies at the time mm-hmm. although tarantino the pulp fiction was what like 94 93 maybe i don't know we're not a movie buff just yet <laughs> uh, so we now we're backstage and we get our first glimpse of being able to see like how promos are built and we've got brett in the anvil and brett tells him <laughs> <laughs> he wants to anvil able to say we're gonna get hungry and forget our manners or something
1: like that and there's like a pause there's like and then anvil's like we're gonna get hungry and forget our manners.
0: Yeah, and then Russo's standing there like, oh my God, please don't say that. <laughs> He's like standing there backstage. And then he was like, and then uh, Anvil's like, we'll leave no man untested. No man, like what the hell does this even mean? You
1: know? <laughs> and Hit, no Hitman goes, well, h- h- how, about, how about this one? We'll leave no man untested. So Anvil's like thinking about it. And just like deadpan, just like, we're going to get hungry and leave no man untested. <laughs> and everybody starts <laughs> busting out laughing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I uh, laughed and too we...
1: <laughs> and then I rewound it to hear it again
0: <laughs> <laughs> it just I... We, we talked about me dropping in clips of the of show yeah into the show but i don't think i should do that i want everyone to go back because the visuals also are such a huge bonus uh-huh. like you said of, of, you could see like anvil's like wheels turning in his head mm-hmm. you could see him like processing it's so weird to like this <laughs> promo of, that's just so goofy those were and like brett's like i got that yeah. from a, a book of quotes <laughs> so i see hitman you know on the plane reading books of quotes he picked up and at the they, airport and then they
1: cut to the actual promo and anvil you know he puts his thumbs under his uh his singlet straps you know he does that really quick and then he's just like mm-hmm. we're gonna get hungry and forget our manners
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like wait what but hey in the Anvil voice the Anvil character yeah. makes sense mm-hmm. uh, they also go outside to some crowd shots and the crowds are uh, interviewing for the doc and the one guy's like it's not sports it's sports entertainment like he's trying to break it down for the yeah. non wrestling fan and the one guy was like Nothing in life is fun anymore. This is fun. I'm like, oh, man, this guy's got a terrible life. <laughs> he's like so depressed.
1: <laughs> Come on, guy.
0: And then Brett uh, kind of runs down the list of who's in the locker room, and one of them is Sonny, and he's like, Sonny's very, very flirtatious, but she's uh-huh. just a friend. That's all she is. Like, and they go to the next shot of Sonny, like, groping the hitman, like, trying to mm-hmm. hug him backstage. And she's and... got,
1: like, this uh, silk shirt on that's got her fake boobs, like, half exposed, and she's hanging on him. And he's, like,
0: smiling at her. He's like, oh, she's just a friend. That's all. Well, if you've read Bret Hart's book, Bret Hart loves the ladies on the on the road. That's all we'll say. But Sonny's mm-hmm. even said that her and Bret never got together. It was just, like, they were just friends. It was never a thing. Like, they flirted, but it was nothing. So I guess I'll take her word for it because why would she lie? If anything, she would lie about hooking up with him. Yeah, she would. Uh, then Bret Hart talks about gold dust. like He pushes the, the gay button real, real hard. But really, he's just a big country bumpkin or something uh, like that. Yeah. And then they go to Vader, who's like, Vader's unlacing his boots with his, <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm developing a 100,000 square foot shopping center. <laughs> Do you ever think that came that came to fruition? No. But even Hitman bumped-
1: said that Vader's just a big baby and doesn't like having his feelings hurt.
0: <laughs> he's <laughs> he's just all a big over baby. him. Vader's like, I got a degree in business. I'm like, yeah, so do I. But I'm not developing a 100,000 square foot shopping center. Vader is. I get, this is <laughs> Vader's. He's got the I money really, to do it. I really hope if anybody out there has been to Vader's shopping center, let us know. <laughs> is it the PPW Vader Plaza pod, or was it? PPW Podcast on Twitter. And then Bret Hart talks about Sean and he was just like, he's a great athlete. Then just like rips into him. And you can hear the venom. Uh in Brett's voice about how much he hates Michaels
1: well they had mentioned in here that uh, Stu and Helen they had eight boys and they turned out to be wrestlers and four girls that married wrestlers so I really only knew that Ellie you know she married the Anvil and uh, Diana had married Bulldogs. so I'm like who's the other two daughters so Georgia and Allison they both ended up marrying like not so famous part-time wrestlers and I think one of them was in Stampede Wrestling so I'm like they did okay I just thought it was the two daughters that marry wrestlers
0: yeah because they they after they after this like little backstage where Bret hart basically runs down the roster and the characters in the show and the wwf we go to hart house mm-hmm. and we're at Stu's birthday and Bret hart talks about his dad and like being a shooter and kind of the history of his dad and brett's like what's weird is Bret Hart talks about the sharpshooter he's like yeah he's like i learned it from my dad and you put him in till he can't take it anymore. I'm like, is Brett talking about this like it's real? Like I was so confused. Yeah, it is real. But in the but in the next scene, he explains how everything's fake. <laughs> yeah, so it,
1: it's hard like, for he, me to know like which is the real Brett Hart because there was a part earlier in this where he was talking, and I think one of the guys was like, "Oh, you think you're pretty?" He's like, "I don't think I'm pretty." So it's like almost like a different
0: sound to his voice. So I'm like,
1: who's the real Brett? It was.
0: <laughs> I I was uh, Los Bariquas, and yeah. Brett was like, no, I don't think I'm pretty. Screw you. Like, his feelings got hurt. Like, he's like, yeah. screw you. I'm a tough guy. Yeah. Um, and then they tell the story of Bret Hart beating up the bully on the playground where he had this, you know, the big old K Corral showdown, and the kids carried him <laughs> off. And I know on last week's show, episode 100, <laughs> can we I, talked can about you and Pona Crush. Have yeah. you ever had a bully beatdown story?
1: Is that what you're going to tell us? Or no? No, I was going to say that... Uh, Bef- right before that he was saying how he had to defend his whole life because the other kids in the town that they grew up just to them they were just the weird wrestling family and they love to taunt him Allison comes on it's like five seconds she comes on she's like they like to call us heart fart which was oh I, I hated that
0: <laughs> heart <laughs> fart <laughs> I'm like that's hilarious <laughs> I mean we've always been called worse than that yeah like fart that's the, that's the worst you got <laughs> Did you it's ever get here, your fight where you beat up the bully besides the Kona crush story from last week? If you guys want to hear that at the end of the episode, I put in the Kona crush story or air crush story.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Any only other? bully that I had was, I mean, I was supposed to fight him because I had said something that was apparently like off limits about his girlfriend. So we were supposed to fight. I showed who, up. Who? But, when was this one? Start over. Uh, you
0: can't, you're skipping over details.
1: We, we need eight, details on the show. <laughs> I mean, it's a long story. we got time ready okay so eighth grade i was in uh well junior high obviously so we were at lunch and i was sitting at a table that i was kind of friends with some guys but i wasn't like good friends with them so these guys were friends with this new kid in school and this new kid in school his name was john and he just came across like a badass like he didn't care he kind of got in fights and was always like a troublemaker and so he was Always oh, in trouble. Okay, yeah. So I had said something to one of my friends that I, I've gone to school with for like eight years now, and I thought he was a friend. And I said, "Oh yeah, his girlfriend's." I don't know what I said. Is I don't know, goofy looking or whatever it was. And he's like, "Oh, I'm going to tell John." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, oh, "Why would <laughs> Why would you betray me like this?" So he's like, "I'm going to tell John." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, I just talked shit about this new kid who's a badass about his girlfriend. I'm like, "I'm going to get my ass kicked." <laughs> Mm -hmm. so so we were at lunch and after lunch you would have your recess so now it's like it's like then there's like three other people that like favor john more than me that i thought were my friends but now they're like picking sides and they're picking john's side so this one kid he was a twin i didn't like him um kevin and sean they were twins and kevin comes up to me he's like hey man he's like john's gonna kick the shit out of you i'm like for what he's like for what you said about his girlfriend i'm like okay and he's like he wants you to meet him you know like this tree you know by this uh by the playground or yeah i guess it's playground there's this tree there he wants you to stand there and wait for him i'm like okay so i'm like nervous i'm like how is this going to happen what's he going to say what am i going to say this whole scenario is like playing out in my head and i've never been in like a fight fight like i've kind of gotten in i guess i've been in a fight more like wrestling and punching and stuff but then it just kind of ended like it wasn't like I guess I've always gotten oh, the upper hand yeah. and I w- I would just like stop and like walk away like I didn't know what it would be like to get my ass kicked. <laughs> so okay. I I go to this tree and this kid Kevin who I thought was my friend, he's walking with me. He's like, "No, stay right here. I'm going to go get John." So I'm standing there and it's probably like 2 3 minutes goes by, but it feels like an hour because I'm just like, "What's going to happen?" I'm like, "Is anybody going to see this?" <laughs> I'm like so I didn't know and I was getting like nervous and yeah. so I well, see he just showed Yeah, I did show us. I was standing there. So recess was almost over and like everybody's starting to walk back like a big old like two or three, like just like groups of people, like groups of kids following each other in a line to go back into the school. And I'm standing there and all these people are passing me. And then I see John, like he's the last one. and It's like the OK Corral, like (laughs) it's like got the old Western music and he's tumbleweed. Yeah, tumbleweed (laughs) goes by. He's like. (laughs) So I see John like walking slow and he's like looking at me I'm looking at him and he just walks up to me and I'm, I'm just thinking like okay what's gonna happen and he's like you waited here I'm like yeah get the fuck out of here and he walked past me I'm like okay that was nothing but yeah. ever since that day like he started to confide in me like I was his friend and like would tell me stuff like I wouldn't th- think like a, you know, a 12 year old badass would like confide in me like his parents are divorced and he feel- he loves his sister so much. I'm like, why are you telling me this stuff? <laughs> like, you know, nobody else knows this except for me.
0: And, and I, we're not even friends. <laughs> well he knew he's got the threat over you. Like, I'm going to kick this kid's ass for say He's afraid of me. So I'm going to say something about it. So I'm not afraid of him anymore. He's like, Oh, okay. It's like, we could be cool. I'm like, I don't want to be cool with you. <laughs> but here's, you showed up to the fight. Yeah. So good for you. You yeah. know? And, uh, I'm trying to think like, again, I've, I've told stories before about like scuffles I've gotten into, but nothing like uh, where there was like a planned fight. I think there was one time, um, it was like the same thing. Like it was like in high school and my friend was on the phone with his other friend his friend named his friend pat mm-hmm. and like they were like my friends were being dicks and wanted to trick me into talking shit about his girlfriend <laughs> oh that, and like they were, see that's the thing
1: talk crap about guess, someone's
0: girlfriend so they were on the phone with me and they were like hey you know they kept saying like past girl and i i was just like what are you talking about they're like what do you think of her like, what do you mean? Like, do you think she's hot? I'm like, no, I don't think she's hot. Like, do you think she's mm-hmm. nasty? I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. And I couldn't pick this girl out of a lineup now. Yeah. So then, like, a second later, you hear Pat going, oh, I'm going to talk about my girl from grass. And I was like, what, what had just happened here? How did this happen? So then later that night, like, I knew we were all going to meet up. So me and my two friends, and then Pat comes out of the car and takes his shirt off and starts walking <laughs> towards me. And this is the what, middle of a Dairy Queen were you, parking were you, lot.
1: Were you friends with him at this time?
0: No, he was like a, a proxy, like he was my friend's friend. Okay. So like he like got in my face and said, you want to talk shit now? And I go, and I looked at him, I go, what are you talking about? You said this about my girlfriend. I go, I'm like, what are you talking, I just kept saying, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And like, he like stopped. I go, and like, looking back, I'm like, that was so weird. That's <laughs> <Such> a stupid <laughs> thing, you know? And you guys are like, friends now? My, no. But then oh, okay. like okay, my it's a my, different path. Yeah, but, like, okay. my buddies were just, like, laughing about Lidge. I'm like, why do you guys do that? They're like, I don't know. We were bored. We wanted to mess with him and mess with you. I'm like, well, mission accomplished. <laughs> Take a shirt off in the middle of a dairyweed parking lot. <laughs> we've all got stories oh, like man. that. We all get, like, dumb stories like that. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a future bonus show called <clears throat> Dumb Fights We've Gotten Into <laughs> Growing Up. it <laughs> be a good, good topic. Yeah, I got a few of those. I'm sure you do. I'm sure the listeners do too. PPW podcast. Let us know if we want to mm-hmm. hear the dumb fights tales. Yeah. It's all, all going to be boys too. So girls are just, one
1: dumb episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, girls are more manipulative. They'll just like say thing like, "Tall girl, they're fat" or something. I don't know. Or ruin their yeah. lives. We just dumb fights. Okay, back to this amazing documentary. Or your documentary. sister's
1: friend comes over when no one's home and calls 911, is, yells rape, and then hangs up. Then the cops show up and thinks <laughs> thinks a 12-year-old Did me is raping happen? a girl. Did this, <laughs> Did this happen? Yeah, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> So I, we we had gotten home after school, and my mom. I like was this.
0: I like the way this this show is turned. Oh, we're gonna turn into it. Let's go.
1: So my mom didn't get home till like five or five thirty, but my dad had already gone to work. So there was a time between like three and five thirty. So my sister and her friend um, had come over, and we were just kind of, you know, I don't know, having oatmeal cream pies and having sure. soda. You know, just kind of talking and hanging out. So her friend was kind of like a, a, a bad influence. So they were laughing about something, and then I was the only guy there. So uh, I think her name was Jenny or Tracy. It was one of those names, but she had got the phone. She called 911. She's like, help, I'm being raped. And then she hung up, and, they're, and they're, she's laughing about it. My sister's like, what? Oh, that's not funny. So yeah. they, had, they, they had called the house back. Like, they called the house, and my sister answered it. And some cop's like, yeah, some girl just said they're being raped. We're sending a squad over there. And my sister's like, no, it's just me we just high or junior high kids, whatever. They're like, well, we're still sending somebody out there. <laughs> so like I just mm-hmm. talked to the cops and I, and then she had to admit, Oh, it was just a joke and whatever. It was, I thought I was going to get arrested or something. Poor I mean, 12 year old. Junior, no, well, I didn't 12, do that. 18, I'm like, I, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> She's lying.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's get back to this ridiculous okay. documentary. Ridiculous Heart story, fart. ridiculous documentary. It works out. Heart fart. Uh, <laughs> Brett beats up the bully, gets yeah. carried off, etc. Yeah. And then we go to uh, dungeon stories where we have the famous like recording of Stu like torturing some guy oh, here, and we're like yeah. woo woo woo, and you just hear, <laughs> you just hear Stu going, that's a discipline, discipline, discipline. <laughs> just smacking. In oh, yeah. my favorite show, The Laps Fan, like that's like one of the running gags of him just going, <laughs> like, it's just amazing. <laughs> so, and, like... And
1: the best part about that is they say there's a country western song playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs> it know, just like, sounds like a horror movie. Because <laughs> we're just panning this empty house and this audio recording going with the slaps and they have some discipline.
0: Oh, it's amazing. And then uh, we go through Brett talking about like the initial like courtship at WCW offering him so much money mm-hmm. and Brett, you know, turning him down and eventually signing that 20 year deal with the WWF and Brett Vince having to keep Brett. And it sucks that what ended up happening happened. Cause I think Brett would have been amazing through the attitude era. And I think mm-hmm. what should have happened was Brett should have kept the title and Austin should have been the one to beat Brett for the title at mania. Like, you know, finishing off their feud with Brett losing to Austin clean at WrestleMania 14, instead of you know Austin beating Shawn Michaels, and Michaels is my favorite wrestler of all time, but I still think that's what ideally should have happened. I think he, he wanted out anyway because he was saying it was just turned into a smut TV, and he didn't. Oh, he talks about it later. It. He hate he hates it. Yeah, we yeah. And, and some of the fans, as we find out in a little bit, <laughs> agree with Mister Hitman. Yeah. Um. So he turns down WCW, and then as a heel turn, and he talks about how one line like this is like in the back of like a like a van or something. Brett's mm-hmm. being interviewed. He talks, they show the line of him saying, if you're going to stick the enema in the United States, to be right here in Pittsburgh. And Brett's like, <laughs> well, I didn't feel good about that line. It's like, dude, you're a wrestling heel. Like, yeah. And again, this is more of, you can tell how serious Brett takes his character. Yeah. You know, he's like, and the then he says important
1: to He's like, to him. He's like I, w- I wouldn't
0: put the hose in Pittsburgh. He's like, maybe Washington. <laughs> yeah, maybe Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then, we go to outside of SummerSlam ninety seven. The we just best part of the documentary. Cause Cause yes, we we were go. talking
1: about the dungeon and then they go to like, like at the time, current day. Stu Hart's yeah. 82, 83 years old. He's wobbly, he's he's he just looks weak. So he comes Freaky. down yeah, he's just kinda of wobbling down and or waddling down and so he gets this one guy, it's like oh I can't wait to you know, for you to, you know, scrap with me. Yeah, and these like
0: so re- indie wrestlers, like it's like, oh, I want to be stretched by the by Stu Hart in so the dungeon. Stu is
1: just stretching the hell out of this twenty-something guy, and he's just stretching and pushing. And he's with no like. Exertion on this old man at all. He's yeah. moving his arm back and forth. He's just explaining. He's like, "And look at the veins in his head right here. You know, you he's yeah, cutting up you know, the you, circulation. If you,
0: if you pull the arm back here, you know, it's uh, you see his eyes all uh, there." And the guy's like, oh yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> yes sir. yes, sir." Oh, yes, sir.
1: <laughs> and Stu starts <laughs> slapping his stomach, <laughs> like, "Jeez." Know I was just impressed never that. give yourself to an old man. Oh my god, I was impressed that this eighty-two-year-old guy that didn't look like he could hurt a fly is just, <laughs> he's just slowly, like methodically tearing this kid apart.
0: <laughs> he's like, hey, you see, there's no pressure here, but just i on back. Then <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> just like talks on top of himself. Put that on the okay. list of impressions you can do. I like it. Everybody does this, st- but everybody does this too hard. I feel like Stu too hard. It feels like a like a an easy man? one. Yeah, but I don't do a good macho man. Really. <gasps> you don't? No. Wow. Okay. I, I do. I do a good. Um Rodney Brett? Dangerfield, maybe yeah. Brett, <laughs> Joe from our vantage point has the best. Bret Hart, he just, is, is, oh well, you know, I could have, uh, I could have had great matches with that guy. <laughs> it's like all, all Brett Hart ever says. Yeah. I could have had great matches. Speaking of Bret and great matches, I don't know if you saw yesterday on Fox Sports One, they replayed SummerSlam '92. No, I didn't. And I don't know why they didn't advertise this more, but uh, on like Fox Sports, like Twitter Live. There was a watch along with CM Punk, Booker T, Renee Young, and Bret mm-hmm. Hart. It was freaking awesome. Like, I would watch that just on regular TV, and I don't know why. Yeah, they, I follow Fox
1: Sports, or WWE Fox Sports, and I just haven't seen anything in the on the Twitter or Instagram. So it's like, I guess they're not promoting it anymore.
0: Well, it's kind of weird. It's basically like, um, backstage is over, I think. Oh, I think it? it got okay. canceled. Yeah, I think so. Oh, um, well, that's why I haven't heard well, anything about it. <laughs> you probably also never watched it either, so yeah. Uh, okay. Can we get to the best part of the
1: documentary? Uh, yeah, the, where you see the signs in the crowd that says "Fart fa- Fart Foundation,"
0: <laughs> and then there's <laughs> Brett the Has Been Heart. <laughs> but the but the Fart Foundation. What, what was the sister that hated Ellie? She's like, no, she's <laughs> running. I told you, run away <laughs> so crying. We again.
1: were Heart First, now we're the Fart Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> it oh never God. ends. Oh no, no, that's I'm not the best about, part.
0: No, the best part is when they interview all these fans outside of SummerSlam 97. So it's almost like
1: American fans versus Canadian fans. Like They're talking shit about each other's countries.
0: But the Canadian fans are American. So the first guy dressed as the Undertaker in the parking lot, (laughs) why does Canada suck? Because they said, we suck. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's, 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 That's a perfect reason you don't like me, hey, but I don't like you either. <laughs> a little hidden gem about that guy. The guy next to him, or no, 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 this is the next guy. The next guy is wearing a Canadian shirt and a Canadian flag, mm-hmm. and the guy was like, see, so you're American. He's like, yeah, but you got the Canadian stuff, and he's like asking him why, and the guy couldn't really give him an answer. It's nothing yeah. to write home about, but the guy next to him, like his friend... Is This is a blast from the past and totally shows the sign of the times. He's mm-hmm. wearing a t shirt. Did you notice what the t shirt was? No, I didn't see it. It was the Budweiser oh, Budweiser yeah, yeah, Frogs t shirt. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. That was a I thing. Just said, like, I just said I didn't see it. Of course I saw it. <laughs> it's, it's a black like, shirt with Budweiser Frogs. But like alcohol, like shirts and stuff, and like yeah. merch was a thing. Like yeah, that's not a thing anymore, is it? Like boring alcohol marked, like beer stuff, is it? I don't think so. I remember. I mean, if in, it is, uh, it's probably more common among the twenty-year-olds. No, I remember this being being like in like junior high. Oh, like like I remember, I went to like Spencer Gifts in the mall, and okay. I bought a red a Red Dog beer dog tag. I don't even think like they make Red Dog anymore. Red Dog beer is like. Gross, cheap beer. Yeah. But like it had a cool red bulldog as their logo. It's <laughs> so like I bought That's the red you dog. You like yeah, dogs. dog tag. Yeah. You know, I bought the dog tag. And anyway, that was my, my fun little Easter egg uh, of that here. And then we've got uh, this one guy who's next guy is all about Brett. He's like, you know, you got guys like Shawn Michaels with the belly button pierced. Like, uh-huh. like having a belly button pierced makes you some terrible person. He goes, it did that. Go one and play Go ahead and play girl. And he goes, Let me tell you something. More <laughs> men look at that than women. Like, that was his big zinger. Yeah. Maybe he's we're admitting not, something. We're not really doing this justice because you guys have to watch this, is why I don't want to drop the yeah. clips and go back. At least just skip to this part of, of the documentary. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And uh, next up, we've got uh, my favorite girl. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Go ahead and With tell a, this. I'm going to step away for a second. She has the thickest New Jersey accent, and she's talking about Bret Hart, and she's talking about how you know brett has got family values, and how she started liking Brett and how once she started liking Brett, her life changed. And like you're watching this, you're thinking that's kind of weird, and then it gets even weirder because she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> everything changed for her. Now, 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 ever since I started liking Brett, I'm going to school to study computer graphics. <laughs> And she says, not computer design, computer graphics. So I don't know what that means, but I would like someone to find that girl. She's got to be on Twitter somewhere, right? And say, hey, did you ever get a job in computer graphics? And did Bret Hart inspire you really to do so? I hope so. It Anyway, it was hilarious, and it's definitely worth checking out. This entire scene and the Wrestling With Show's documentary. And the one thing also I noticed when rewatching watching this was when I was watching it, Again, this is the first time in years. The last time I watched it must have been 2007 ish. Uh, the girl I was dating at the time, we watched a lot of documentaries together. And i 07 was around when I started getting back into wrestling after having a pretty long hiatus from it. And I remember telling her, I'm like, oh, i used, there was a wrestling documentary I used to like a lot when I was younger. Let's check it out. It's called Wrestling with Shadows. So she's like, okay. So we popped it on, and she's watching it, and she's like, "This is kind of weird." I was like, "Yeah, it is. You know, whatever." But it's wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then the scene when Prescott, like the spirit Halloween uh, guy, getting electrocuted in his house, like on. She was like, "Okay, we're turning this off." So like, that's like my last memory of this documentary of like my ex-girlfriend being pissed that we uh, were watching it. But other than that, it was the documentary was flowing along. Like, I think I think right before awesome. that though, he's like.
1: Eh, this is something that most people wouldn't think I would have. And that like pans away. <laughs> they, got, they got this rubber guy in an electric chair, just like bouncing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So yeah, I don't expect you to have that, Brett.
0: Now let me ask you. Yeah. Has any wrestler ever inspired you to go to school for computer graphics? <laughs> um, you know
1: what? I'm going to say no. <laughs> I I think the, the, the fans make this more interesting than it than it would have been without them
0: i think is this was like a highlight for me i was cracking yeah. up so uh-huh. uh then we got the match between brett and undertaker and again this is where you see pep Pat patterson in the ring and Bret hart's kind of like making some good points he goes he goes so uh so sean's turning heel here and Patterson's like that's how i understand it and brett's like so uh what's what's gonna happen my heat my heat like, mm-hmm. he's gonna take in all my heat and Patterson's like, oh, no, 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 no. And that makes me laugh. Like, if you're listening to JR's podcast, he always talks about, oh, the boys want their heat. Their heat, Conrad. Their heat. I'm like, oh, God, yeah. shut up, JR. But anyway, and Bret Hart's got a point. Michaels did take away the number one bad guy from him. Yeah, so he can't be a bad guy. Champ.
1: He can't be a bad guy. What's he supposed to do? Uh, What's he supposed to do? Be well, the number two bad guy? Not if he's the champ. Right can't be the good guy anymore he just shit on everybody <laughs> <laughs> he did so, do we do so we then, already go past the limo with with Hart and anvil in there
0: no that was so weird and honky talk man
1: yeah so i see Hart. And i'm like okay cool then there's this other guy that looks like you know bruce pritchard's relative you know in the bright blue baby blue uh dress shirt i'm like okay cool and there's anvil i'm like honky talk man why do i not <laughs> remember this part but yeah honky talk man is just sitting there and in the, in the whole uh fellowship with the other guys just having a good time in the limo I'm like wow
0: yeah it was something so brett wins the title at SummerSlam, and then we kind of skip around a little bit and mm-hmm. we find out that brett hart finds out from vince that he vince wants out of the contract and yeah. he uh can't afford it and he can't afford the 20-year contract and he's talking with julie and julie his wife is all like pissed off It's like she came here brett and and asked you not to leave. And Brett's like, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And eventually Brett gets his contract with WCW, and it's so tragic watching it happen because you could see the regret in Brett's like eyes and his actions he has when faxing it over his release and yeah. his WCW contract. And you're like, oh, my God, don't do it, Brett, don't do it, Brett. Takes like, like, a pay cut to stay, and like, his just, life just— I just goes, ruined my career as it went through. <laughs> and his life— yeah. Like think of all the terrible things that unfortunately happened in Brett's life after yeah. Montreal. You know, his brother Bro, dies. Goldberg. He gets kicked in the head and has a stroke. He has a divorce and just like all this terrible stuff. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Vince gets riches beyond his wildest dreams. Uh, Hunter and Sean, who are I guess more so Hunter, you know he he. Uh, well, I'm not want to say that just yet because there's this part with Julie Hart kind of yelling at Hunter. I want to talk about, Yeah. Um, but. Anyway, we go to Montreal and th- the one thing this documentary didn't mention, that I feel like it should have, was the main reason Brett didn't want to lose to Sean was because Sean told him, I'm not going to put you over. Like he mm-hmm. said that to Brett. Yeah. And Brett's like, fuck this guy. You know, the documentary basically makes it seem like that Brett didn't want to lose in Canada, which didn't make any sense and still doesn't. And he's and it's coming out and said, no, it wasn't about Canada. It was about Sean not respecting me. Mm-hmm. And it, for how serious Brett takes himself, you could see that. Yeah, you could see his side. Uh, so we get to Montreal, and it's kind of sad because Julie's saying goodbye to all the wrestlers, and his little son Blaze like crying because he's like missing all his friends he gets to hang out with. So that kind of stinks for him. Yeah. And then Brett and Vince, they still don't have a finish. They go into the well, the well little well, Vince's like, office when, Ju- and when Julie Brett's got was a wire. talking
1: about hugging everybody and staying in touch, and but you know, never seeing them again and they'll just be a memory like that. That kind of hit me through all the jobs I've had. Like I've made friends and I've gotten along with a lot of people, but when you leave or they leave, you're never going to see them people again.
0: But like I, I, you, I, related to that. You say that, but Hey, we're doing a podcast together. Well, how many yeah. Years after later. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're one of, out of like 500 people I've worked with. And I mean, really, we hadn't really talked outside of like Facebook in years. I went to right. our friend's wedding and like, that was kind of how we reconnected again. Yeah, There
1: we go. See, awesome. maybe I will see
0: all those people again. Maybe. Just someone to get married again. Yeah. Anyway. So, Brett, where is the wire? And you hear everything Vince and Brett say where they agree to the big, sh- as they keep calling it, the schmoz. Yeah. So, up until this it's point, it's like,
1: you know, throughout the years. So, I've seen this movie, but I kind of forget different parts. But then you hear, I think, Scott Hall and there's other wrestlers that say, oh, it was it's a work. It's a work. You know, that... that wasn't real and all that kind of stuff but then I'm going into this again thinking well this isn't I don't know if this is real or if it's a work or shoot whatever but then I see that Brett's wearing a wire and throughout all of the years of of seeing stuff on WWF and and just everything associated with Vince McMahon like he doesn't when it gets like to serious conversations he makes the cameras leave he makes any audio equipment leave like he doesn't want Mm -hmm. any of that around to record him so I'm like okay well then this is real then (laughs)
0: Yeah, um, it, it was, and, you know, they agreed to the schmaz. Although, Brett's suggestion of saying, oh, I'll just hand the title over on Raw the next night, just, like, give it up. Yeah. And Vince like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I get it from that point of, because he, he's not going to go on Nitro with the belt. And he might not say anything, but you can bet mm-hmm. your ass Tony Schiavone will be like, he's the... That he never lost the WWF title and he's in WCW now because the competition there wasn't good enough for him and he's the champion, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like,
1: yeah, I, can see I get that it. Too.
0: That's a good point. You know, I get it. I get it. So, uh, but Brett has said he would have lost to anyway. He's like, I'll lose to, Sh- let me lose to Ken Shamrock. Oh, I like Shamrock. Let me lose to Undertaker or uh-huh. anybody, just not Sean. So, yeah. So then we've, we, the screw jobs happen a million times, you know, and um, mm-hmm. we see what happens where, of course, the editing of this documentary is very well done where they break down what's supposed to happen as opposed to what actually happens in the match. There's audio over what's happening. Yeah. And like you see, like, you know, Hemmer said, ring the bell, ring the bell. And Brett trashes all the TV stands and they're pissed. And then we get to see, this is the first time we've all seen this footage a million times, but at the time, this is the first time we saw what happened backstage after this. and, mm-hmm. Brett's pissed, taking his boots off, and Sean's like, I had no, no fucking idea.
1: No fucking idea. This guy my is God. my witness. Like, my hands are clean on this one. I want to no know part right. of it.
0: Yeah, okay. Sure thing, Sean. What a liar. What a liar. And then, if you've ever seen like a dog who ate like something off the table oh, yeah. and is guilty, that is Triple H in the hallway. For sure. Couldn't even make eye contact with the Julie. As Julie is like running him down saying, oh yeah, you're such a liar, Hunter, and blah, 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 you're such a liar. And he's like, we didn't know, Julie, we didn't know. It's like, why are you even in the hall? Like, Mm -hmm. just leave, you know it. Yeah. But what I wanted to say earlier was, Julie was like, you know... Day day reckoning is gonna come down for you. All this bad just gonna happen. I'm just like mm, not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much everything great happens for Triple H yeah. from this moment forward. Mary's love his life, his kids taking over the company, multiple time champion, like nothing bad happens to Triple H. Meanwhile, Brett, life goes spiraling down, so that was kind of a little yeah. But mm-hmm. Hunter is the worst liar ever. If you ever have a secret, don't tell Triple H. <laughs> that's his, his poker tell face. he won't look at you yeah he won't look at you you know uh and i the only regret is i wish they would have gotten brett punching mcmahon you know wish we would have got that you do see you do see vince like hobbling out which is like staggering down the hall with this just
1: just this defeated sour look on his face (laughs) i had to rewind it to watch it again but right before (laughs) that brett's telling somebody i forget he's like yeah i punched him in the face he's like whoa you punched him in the face he's like yeah
0: like you didn't hear ass. the story earlier about the guy when I beat him up in grade school? You hear that? heart <laughs> fart? Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Corral. <laughs> oh, man. So, and then, you know, the documentary just kind of ends with Brett Basie almost not riding off the sunset. Him and his dad are walking the, the lands of Hart House, the front lawn, and it's just such a tragedy. Like Bret Hart comes off as such, like he did nothing wrong. He helped mm-hmm. his help. He held his head on. He did. Yeah. And looking back at this, you're like, man, poor Bret Hart. I got okay. dicked over and all because, you know, Vince and team couldn't come to an agreement with him about yeah. how to lose the title. And it's possible that he could have worked something out with Brett about his contract, like maybe back paid it or whatever. But I don't know. It just stinks, and I wish he could have stayed. But yeah,
1: towards it, the end they, they
0: show the the following Raw the next day
1: they got he's watching Raw at home with his family like uh, his little son Blade and I think his wife is with him too. So they show the television. Shawn Michaels is on Raw and he's you know calls out Brett Brett the Hitman Hart and now comes this like little person dressed like him and Brett just smirks and he shakes his head like this is so stupid, <laughs> which I agree. I and mean, that's a is a pretty way to just run somebody down after what happened
0: yeah what, do you, what are you gonna do though you know mm-hmm. but hey at the time I was like before even even kind of after this doc but before this document I was all oh team WWF screw Brett Hart blah 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 but this really yeah vindicated Brett you know just think WWF controls the narrative about everything because they won oh, for sure yeah from from old WCW to territories to everything mm-hmm. but they can't really even that ultimate warrior yeah the self-destruction warrior.
1: And then he dies. They put out the one that like, you know, makes him look like a hero.
0: <laughs> Thank you for letting me be your hero.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so like watching this documentary revealed like so much about what happens backstage, which is one of the reasons I really like this for the longest time and, and still do. Um, and I like that WWE is, is implementing a lot of this in their, their documentaries with like WWE 24 and 365 that's on the network. And it's just fun to see like what happens behind the curtain.
0: Yeah, but this was so unique because this was the only like one of the only times where we, besides maybe like Beyond the Mat, yeah, where we see behind the scenes and it's not WWE's film crew and their production team. It's like they have no control over it. Mm -hmm. And on the Wikipedia page, right about this, apparently, um, before this all happened, like before this was released, uh, this I'll read this straight from Wikipedia said the filmmakers had a contract with Vince to provide not only stock footage, but the waivers for the use of the names and likeness of other wrestlers featured in the film. After the fall from Montreal, McMahon feared how he'd be portrayed in the film and refused both. This was, uh, by the way, on the uh, two-disc anniversary set, DVD set of this documentary, so this is all words Mm -hmm. from. And he said that WCW contracted the filmmakers and offered to pay for the lawsuit, but also offered a pay-per-view deal for the film and a long-term distribution on the Turner Network. So, like, after Nitro, they could just show this, you know, Wrestling with Shadows. Once Vince McMahon became aware of this, the producers received a fax saying they would honor the original contract on the condition that the lawsuit would be dropped, and they can never sell the film to Turner. So, basically, Vince is like, you can show it, just don't let Turner see it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, basically, they ended up dropping the lawsuit, and then uh, Vince used some of his reputation to kill the distribution deals in the U.S. and overseas. So... The director saying like they could have had more distribution than what it was, but I don't remember this being hard to get or hard to see. Yeah, like it was the it video store. I mean, unless you're international. Was, I don't know. Maybe, but for me, it was easy to see, and it still is. And I mean, we kind of skimmed over it because I don't. Again, when we do reviews and stuff, I want people to go back and watch and form their own opinions and just listen to our commentary. But it was worth your ninety minutes. Oh, for back sure. To yeah, definitely. Definitely. See. So Some am also so, reading Wikipedia says it's been
1: available since 2004 in the UK. So so just recently, apparently. Yeah.
0: Well, some, I guess, you know, that's what, 16 years ago. So somewhat recently. Yeah. But about six, seven years after it came out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this, let's give it a letter grade. We give Shoals letter grades. What 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 letter grade would you give this documentary? I give it an A plus. Um, me too. I would say almost a regular A for the weird uh electrocution guy electric chair guy because <laughs> that was creepy other than that it's it's great and yeah i loved it if you haven't seen it in a while i'm sure pretty much all wrestling fans have seen this go back and watch it's definitely worth your time and a big fan big fan of wrestling with shadows hitman heart wrestling with shadows Highly recommend picking it up
1: and if there's other things we didn't mention like oh you guys didn't see this maybe we didn't see it like the hockey talk man
0: if you had told me that i'm like
1: wait hockey talk man's in here <laughs>
0: You know, I think I, I I thought my favorite would have been the computer graphics girl. Yeah. But I think I think heart fart might be my favorite. One. <laughs> Just the way Allison
1: says it to like, I feel so bad for her because she's a, she's in like you know she's school age. She's not like an adult when when she's told like having this experience. I'm like, oh like, poor oh, Allison. Heart I hated.
0: Fart. It. I hated it. Oh yeah. man. All right. Well. Go back and watch this documentary, watch some Bret Hart matches and stay positive about wrestling like always. So uh, before we wrap up for this week, want to give a shout out and thanks to our friends in the podcast community for you guys to check out. Uh, I'm sure everyone has, but check out the Fully posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. If you're not even a wrestling figure collector, go check them out because it's just fun banter and fun wrestling talk, fun nostalgia talk like we have here as well. And also, if you want to check out, I mentioned them earlier, doing the favor. Eric and Barry do a great job over there every week where they review figures, review merch, all that other fun stuff. Uh, Daniel Spencer from the Ringside Podcast. Check out the Ringside Podcast for Impact Wrestling Talk for Indie Wrestling Talk. Check them out. Uh, our friend Justin from the Wrestling Cheers Podcast, a new friend. Check them out. Uh, check out Joan Quinn from the Our Vantage Point Wrestling Podcast, one of my favorites out there, as well as the Breaker and Bane Power Hour they release really a show every week. So follow all those awesome podcasts and give them a listen. Even if it's not every week, give them a listen. It's cool to support do-it-yourself podcaster guys. Right? Sure. Absolutely. You got anything to shout out or any fun stuff you want to say before we wrap up for this week? Um, no. No. <laughs> yeah that's okay I, I think that's it that's okay uh we will maybe we'll work on the shirt maybe eric will have a shirt designed in a couple weeks for the uh tomorrow's the big showdown in montreal <laughs> there we go or <laughs> how about heart a heart fart fart, heart <laughs> fart. i don't <laughs> think anyone wear a heart fart shirt maybe they would i don't know fart fart foundation I'm sure that's been done before, but no, okay. I like the Heart Foundation. I love Bret Hart. Heart Hart. Okay. This it, this reminds me though, this documentary, like how much I like Bret Hart as a wrestler, and I st- and like it kind of made me want to go, and I still might tonight, like pop on some Hitman matches, you know. I, I like
1: I like his uh, his his backstage persona too.
0: Like he. What do you mean?
1: Like there's a difference in his voice. Like he's just okay, more calm and like easygoing, like kind of funny. Yeah, that's what I like about him. But yeah. then he's on camera and he's like the serious guy. I, like they I, even talked the, out, the
0: outtakes in The uh of him doing the promo is like, what's going to happen in the SummerSlam? <laughs> summer? Let's start over. The, the SummerSlam. I'm like, come
1: on, Brett. It's not the SummerSlam.
0: The WCW. Uh huh. He just says the. He's used to that. Uh, the phenomenon. WrestleMania? Yeah. And he never said that. The SummerSlam. You've never said that? I've never said the WrestleMania. Either has he. Uh, I'm sure he has. Okay. We'll find it. We will look for it. (laughs) Eric, thanks for joining on. Sorry for the technical difficulties earlier. I think the second take was better than the first. Oh, it was way better. That's why we're going to keep this one. For sure. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time.